What's up, everybody, and welcome to Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Kendra. Welcome to episode 22. Thank you guys always for listening. Before we get started, I just want to thank Nikki for last week's uh, interview. It was such um, a cool experience to have our first person to interview, and she was so transparent with us, and we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, Nikki. Thanks, girl. <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> and uh, who knows? We'll have our next guest before you know it, okay? Yes, it was, it was, it was great. Added a great element to the show. It really did. And it's like, with well, those things, you never know how it's going to go. And I think what was awesome was she was an actual listener. So it was able to just go really smoothly. Yes. And you guys gave us really good feedback from her story. So that was really encouraging um, to share with her. So shout out to y'all for listening. Yes. And thank you. And please remember to um, give us that five star review. I'm sorry, that five stars and review. We appreciate it as always. So let's just get this thing started. Kendra, what'd you do? I hate to disappoint y'all, okay? I (laughs) every week with something, you know, in these streets, but this week, I'm sorry to disappoint, but I was chilling, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then, you got to just chill. So Friday, I picked up my son from school and I told you guys that he had his book fair and Friday was the last day. So when we picked him up, I took him inside to the book fair and let him pick out his books. And he's so funny. He's like, mom, let's read it right now. So he's like picking books off the shelf like it's the library and sitting down. I'm like, no, boy, we got to buy these books. So <laughs> uh, I gave him his money and he picked out what he wanted and gave it to the mm-hmm. cashier. And um, when we got home, Oh my gosh, we had to read one of the books. He got one of the books was like a um it was the Paw Patrol movie but condensed in a book. Mm. We read that book four times as soon as we got home. I'm like, listen, and it's not a short book, it's very wordy because it tells the whole story of the movie. Oh wow. I'm like, listen, you're gonna have, you know this story by like the back of your hand. You read it. <laughs> listen, you know what happens next. Right. And he was telling me, he was like, no, mom, that's not what happens. And so I'm like, well, you know, when it's in a book, it's kind of written a little differently. You know, I have to explain that to him because he's like, that's not what they say. <laughs> he's like, I know this movie front to back and they done messed up. Right. So we did that. Um, read the book a thousand times. Um, Saturday, um, normally on Fridays, um, he does donut day with his dad. But um, we picked him up from school. We're going to take him to go get a donut. And traffic was, like, ridiculous. And I don't know if he could just see the traffic himself. But we started to get on the freeway because it's like, you know, we stay true to our word. If we say we're going to do something, we do it. Right. We're looking at this traffic like, this is ridiculous. But we started to get on the freeway. He looked and he said, "Uh, you know, Mom, it's okay. We can go tomorrow. I didn't even say, like, um, can we go tomorrow or anything like that? He was just like, you know, mom, we can go get the donut tomorrow. It's okay. I said, are you sure? And he's like, I want to go home and read my book. So I was like, cool. <laughs> You're like, thank goodness. <laughs> Cause traffic was ridiculous. 
So um, Saturday, we took him to go get his donut. And my son is so funny. Like, it's so funny how you see your kids in you. Like, I mean, see yourself in your kids. Yeah. He loves a nice view. Okay. So in the mornings when we do school drop off, he wants to get out of his car seat, sit in the front seat. And he says, mom, let's look at the view. So he wants to like people watch and like, you know, watch everybody walk up, say hi, whatever. Hmm. So with his donut, he likes to go eat his donut at the park, but he likes to sit in the car and eat it and just look at the view while he eats it. <laughs> He's like, oh, wow, look at that. Look at that. Oh, wow. Let me eat my donut over here. <laughs> Dad, can we go um, go look at the view um, after we get the donuts? So we're like, okay. Um, oh, he literally says, like, let's go look at the view. Yeah, the view. Oh, it, my goodness. I love it. That was a nice view. Like, if we're on the freeway, he's like, mom, can you please roll down the window so I can see the view better? And I'm like, bro, we're on the freeway. Can't do that. <laughs> oh my goodness you have to love that though because that just shows like kids really do be paying attention okay yes and i love it because i'm the same way like i love a nice view like when we go to hotels and stuff i'm like i need the ocean view i need like wherever the scenery is that's where i need to be so um so we go to the park and i'm like do you want to get out and he's like no just i'll just sit here so that's what we did Saturday. And then um, we came back home and we were like big chilling. And Sunday, um, okay, don't laugh at me, but. What'd you do? I was momming, okay? So I ordered everyone's Halloween costume and I ordered Bryson's, uh, I had to order his like a size bigger because they didn't have the size of the costume that I needed to get for him. And I literally looked everywhere. I couldn't find his size. So I ordered it. It got here. And it's just like way too big. Like, cause I was like, oh, I'll be able to wash it. And then it'll shrink. No, right. Way too big. Kendon could fit it. So I was like, dang. So I went on a hunt. I'm all searching everywhere. I'm like, you can't order it online anywhere. And so I'm like, okay, where can I do a curbside pickup? So I'm literally Googling um, zip codes to put in to Walmart to see who has the um, who has the size that I need. So I'm like, LA, Orange County, da, da, da. So I find it in Santa Ana. And so I'm like, Lord, now I got to drive to Santa Ana to get this dang on costume. So that's, yeah. that's what I did on Sunday. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dead serious. So um, it was at Walmart in Santa Ana and you can do curbside. So I did the little curbside pickup. I drove out there. And then when I got out there, I'm like, oh, it's an Ikea right there. So I went to Ikea looking for more stuff for the kids. I was like looking for like a little kid's table or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so my Sunday, I was just like running errands. I went to Santa Ana. I went to Ikea, came back and went grocery shopping, Trader Joe's, all that. And then I got home and then I was able to chill again. So that was my weekend. I dragged it out, but it, I really didn't do nothing. Like <laughs> No, listen, did you go did you go to IKEA and everything by yourself? Yes. Oh wow. Right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is lit. That's another reason why I didn't mind driving to Santa Ana because I had a couple of the podcasts that I wanted to listen to. So I was like, this is perfect. So I didn't mind at all. I got up, went out there early, 
got back before traffic so listen them car rides by yourself hit different after kids absolutely but then you know i kind of freak out because then when i go in the store i'm like my kids aren't with me right like they're not with me like i'll just double check the back seat like they're not with me right okay okay (laughs) (laughs) i'll be like i do not you know okay so my um week started off with um what i do what what did i do um saturday oh saturday was raining so we were kind of chilling uh friday we were kind of chilling we were supposed to go out of town but we didn't end up going out of town because the weather and all that jazz so um we did pick up i think pumpkins on friday but then on sunday we went to the pumpkin patch that you went to nice yeah so girl it took forever to get everybody out the house (laughs) and i didn't even dress everybody cute like i just was like look at where i don't know what to expect like i just we just want to go you know that's an experience right and so i thought like since it was a farm that it was going to be on flatland you know Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah tell you about the stroller Oh my goodness! That oh, I'm so sorry. It was the farm was on a mountain, y'all. The farm <laughs> was on a mountain. <laughs> I'm so sorry because the first thing we said was, "Dang, it's hard pushing these stroller over these rocks." Like when you first walk in, it's like all these little rocks. Right. Dang, but yeah, sorry, girl. I forgot about that part. No worries. We got a good workout. <laughs> It was so, it was fine. But other than that, and it was quite a bit of people there, but like even though it was packed, it still didn't feel overwhelming, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Um, it was nice. It was nice for the whole family to like get out and go. And so we went and the kids had a really, really good time. They got to go on all this stuff and mm-hmm. they just like had a good time. And it kind of made you remember like, what life was like before the pandemic you you know just to let them run around and like yeah yeah you don't take those moments for granted anymore exactly so it was just so nice to do that and then they were so excited to do it that that when they got back in the car they just basically fell out went to sleep you know got home shower them fed them and oh and you know i never cook right right and <laughs> Sunday, um, uh, Sunday, I, my husband was like, I don't know what to cook. I was like, you know, I'm just going to cook. And he was like, you're going to cook. And I was like, yeah, don't you worry. I'm just going to cook. Like I was just in a mood. Like I'm going to just cook. Okay. And cause it's not that I can't, it's just that he's like a more, like, he's just more of a chef brain and I'm more of a cook. Yeah. You, Does that make sense? If I cook, you're going to eat. If he cook, he's like all into it and like he'll yeah. be creative. But you know, I had to show out because, you know, I rarely do. So it was like, oh, what do you want for dinner? What do you want for dinner? Oh, okay, I'm going to make everybody what they want. Mm-hmm. So I made everybody their dish that they wanted to eat and um, even put a little spin on what my husband normally makes and he was asking me questions and I was like, you know what? I might cook more often. We'll see. 
<laughs> we'll see. When you get in a zone, like if you yeah, like you know, you get into it, turn the music on. Get to My thing is, I do bath, so I do bath, and then I cook, yeah. and then I end up being the person to put them to bed. Yeah, you gotta split it. You gotta split it up. And it's like, you know, when you try to, when you have the one thing you normally do and you try to give that role to your partner and they don't normally do it. So they just like, la da 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 And you're like, no, we got to. I 10 by 10. <laughs> yeah. We got to keep this going. Cause if we're not, we're going to be in the bed at 10 o'clock and I'm going to be mad because that means I didn't get to get some type of alone time, you know? Oh. And right. Sunday alone time is necessary. <sighs> Bryce's naps have been so off that he's been staying up like really late and it's my time and I'll just be like boy <laughs> to sleep last night he was up to like eleven thirty, just looking at me and I go to sleep at eleven thirty. so that means my whole hour of just me by myself was gone and yeah. he just looking at me like are we going to bed? And I'm like, go to bed. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Listen, they just be up, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, we do need that time. Mm. Okay, let's move on to our hot topics. Yes. So, I saw a story this week that was, like, really interesting and totally touched my heart. Um, so, I don't know if you guys saw, but it was a story... Um, about a high school in Louisiana and I guess this high school had been having like a lot of fights and like just craziness going on on campus and so the dads of the children at the school decided to do something about it and they formed a group called Dads on Duty and basically what they do is they show up to the school in the mornings and they greet the students. Um, they have a heavy presence on campus and it's in Louisiana so it's like um predominantly black school and so you just see like these black fathers on campus talking to the kids encouraging them get to class on time they say things like you know hurry up get to class you got yeah. your homework done you know they crack jokes they, the kids they interviewed the kids and the kids were like yeah it's so nice because um you know they tell jokes and they're so nice to us and it just makes me feel more safe and more comfortable um, just to have them there because everybody is um, behaving. And so beautiful. the person who was interviewing, they said, so why do you think this caused such a big change? And the little girl said, have you ever seen a dad face? And he's like, what's a dad face? And she's like, it's where they just look at you and you know you better straighten up like it's not that they're threatening you or anything like that it's just like she's like i don't know it's just the presence of a dad and when they look at you and you know you do something you're not supposed to do you straighten up and she was like they have the dad face <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, so it was just so cool to see and they take turns you know, because they're all i'm sure they're like working fathers some of them probably are retired or whatever but you know they take turns they have a rotation People are there in the beginning of school and I think at the end of school too. And what's nice is the school actually lets them on campus. So, um, you know, while the kids are going to school, they're out there with their coffee and they're like, all right, y'all, hurry up, get to class. 
you know, and for some of the students that don't have a father, you know, their father figures to those students, they're like, okay, son, you know, they call him son and, and things like that. So I thought that was a really cool story um, just to show how the representation of a father or um, a man can make such a huge impact. Yeah, that's so beautiful because, and that's, that's so cool that they even thought about that. Like, you know what, instead of just letting this keep going crazy and police and all this stuff, like, let's just step in. Yeah. Yeah. And what's cool is that now it's kind of like influencing other fathers to want to form a dad on duty on their campuses where their children are. And um, Amanda Seals uh mentioned on her instagram that this is what we mean by defund the police so mm, yeah the police doesn't mean that oh we're not going to have any police officers doing what they're actually supposed to do but feeling we'll have community leaders and other people to kind of fill those gaps where you don't have to have to call the police for non violent matters or non-deadly matters or things like that that we can control within the community so instead of if you have a mental health case instead of calling a police officer you call call on a mental health professional someone who can talk wow. that person down and engage with them in a manner that's not going to trigger them even more and then get them killed you know right so, um that was an interesting point that she brought up like this is what we mean by defund the police and so i actually agree with that um you know if people in the community can come together to fix a problem without having to bring in dogs and guns and you know things that don't belong on a school campus then you know let's implement this everywhere so i thought that was a really good story and you know what, thank goodness that that story got out because I feel like in situations where um, community does step in, it never gets highlighted too, you know? Right. So I'm just happy to see that not only are they stepping in, but that the media or, you know, some type of journal or journalist or somebody picked it up and it's picking up speed, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it makes such a huge difference. It makes such a huge difference. We need more of that for sure. I saw actually one of my friends um, on Facebook, he was like, we need to do this on my kids campus. So I hope that he actually does put that together. Um, you know, because that's all it takes is influence, you know? Yeah. It's like, I see them doing it. I could do it too. Like, you know, show up early on my off days or go if I can, if I'm an entrepreneur and start work a little bit later, you know, cause that's the thing is it's hard when you have to go to work and you don't have time. Kids are busting kids, especially at high schools, they just get there on their own most of the time. So yeah. but as parents, it's like, you just have to do what you can to protect your children and to protect their environment. So, yep. That was a nice little uh, tearjerker. <laughs> Yes, and now we're going to get to the messiness of it all. <laughs> so, it come to find out, a woman was stuck with a $3,100 dinner bill after her blind date refused to pay for the 23 family members that she brought along on the date. Now, mind you, she thought that this was a good idea because... Um, 
they had a scheme to test how generous her blind date was, wow. but it backfired in a very expensive way. So um, the man originally was going to pay for the date, but when she arrived with her 23 family members, um, he, he was like, nah, I gotta go. This ain't it. <laughs> I know that's right. And I'm just trying to figure out, you know, if it would have been one to two homegirls, I think she could have got away with it, honestly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Twenty-three. Twenty-three and then a blind date at that. Like this is not even somebody who he sought you out and was like, Oh, I wanna go out with you. Like you don't even know if he's gonna even be interested in you like that and you're just gonna take advantage of the situation putting him through some bogus test. And I thought it was interesting that he actually sat through the dinner because at that moment, I would have left. Right. But he probably was like, oh, no. She want to be petty? <laughs> Petty's my middle name. In <laughs> 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 the, um, the Shade Room post about it, and somebody wrote, uh, the city girls getting out of control. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like, uh, I have been out with um, my friend and like her boyfriend before, and he, of course, would pay for both of us. Or same thing, like if my friends went out with me and my husband, like he would cover the bill, things like that. But yeah, on a blind date, somebody you don't know, and twenty three, twenty three. So you had to make a reservation. Have these people set it up for 23 people knowing that y'all wasn't going to pay nothing. Yeah, that's what it was. It had to be. She, she, yeah, yeah, because how you just, how you do that? And that's just like people play too many games. Like people, you know, talk about being single and, and all this stuff, and you out here playing games. Like, why? Why was that necessary? Like, come on. Like it's not, it's not, it's too much. It's giving, it's giving too much. And what if you missed your opportunity to actually like? What if he was actually like a nice guy and like? Yeah. You don't. You missed that opportunity to really get to know him because you're running game. Like, okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl. Oh, oh, one last thing I forgot to tell you. Over the weekend, um, you know, I'll be in these YouTube comments, right? Yes. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I mean these YouTube comments all the time. So I was trying to tell my husband about something else. And then I was like, oh, and by the way, I, I wrote under this because I'm always telling him like what's going on in my YouTube comments. I should have a, I should have a YouTube show called In These Comments, okay? <laughs> and and so I was like, oh yeah, oh and by the way, um Jackiana wrote me Jackiana wrote me back under her thing. Mm -hmm. And the first story I had told him, I forgot what it was. I thought he was going to be interested, but he didn't care. But then I, when I told him, oh, Jackie wrote me back, he was like, you mean Jackie, 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 Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, we've elevated. We don't do that anymore. Um, it's just Jackie. <laughs> Jackie is not of her own okay yeah and, he, and uh, i thought it was so funny because um he was i was like how do you know who jackie is he's like you made me watch all the vlogs i've seen her and her husband isn't he 
British or something. I was like, oh my goodness. Funny. It's so funny how they remember too. Like, it's so funny. Um, I watched this one girl, um, Chelsea Janae or something like that. And my husband, when he went to visit his cousin up north, she woke up in the morning and she was watching the same girl. And he's like, is that so-and-so? You watching so-and-so? Kids are watching. She did this X, Y, Z. His cousin is like, dang, how you doing? Know? He's like, kids are always be watching her. <laughs> they, Because they act like they're not watching or they act like uh, this and that, but they be watching. Right. And if I'm watching one and he don't know what's going on, he'd be like, oh, what happened to such and such? Like, <laughs> you like, you know, my husband does that with Raven Elise. He's like, what happened with, um, you know, the tall, the tall skinny one? What happened? You know, her hair, she cut it off. I was like, oh my gosh. Why do you want to know what's going on with Raven, okay? Oh, funny. I love it. Uh, when I was pregnant, we used to go down this long, like, dark hole of YouTube, you know? And I'll never forget, I'll never forget, we came across this odd looking couple right mm -hmm. and they were just like a really odd couple okay mm -hmm. and i'll never forget i'll never forget this moment my husband and i watched it over and over and over but her husband or her boyfriend she made some food right this girl she made some food and they sat down to eat it and the guy you know how like in a lipstick um on a on a like you know when people are getting ready with me and they show the makeup and then they put their hand behind it so you can read the label mm -hmm. he did that with a sandwich <laughs> and i just about died that day because i was like wait he just put his hand behind his sandwich <laughs> it's like you do that with eyeliner or something so we could make sure you know why people do the hand it's yes, because the, the sink, right? It's the lighting. So yeah. the sandwich was looking washed out, but sometimes people just do that to be funny. Like when I first started making YouTube videos, people would be like, oh, did you do this? Like, you know, because it's just funny. But um, no, he was serious. The guy, it was this guy and this girl, and he was serious. I'll have to send you the video. <laughs> but anyway, sorry to go off on that. Hilarious. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to oh we have one more thing to mention on hot topics oh yeah we just wanted to do a quick congratulations to meg the stallion she really went through with getting her degree i thought that was really cool because you know she's already become such a staple in culture that for her to to say hey you know getting my degree is also important to me i think that speaks volume because there's so many girls out there especially with this whole social media world that feel like they need to be um i don't know extra you know yeah. and i feel like sometimes the the route of getting a degree or doing a specific career that's not so much in the limelight it doesn't get so much focus on you know and for her to show that balance of her own personal self that, yeah, I might be, you know, Meg the Stallion hot girl, but I'm also Meg the Stallion. I want to get my degree in this, that, or the other, because, you know, I may go down that route too, you know? It shows that she values education regardless of what her status is. And you're right. That's a really good example to set because everybody wants to be a hot girl. 
but you could do both you know yeah yeah all, all about just being an influencer and having millions of followers on instagram you know have something up here as well so yes really good shout out to her doing her the thizzle yes all right so we're gonna move on to mama moments yes you go first kendra what's your mama moment this week (laughs) okay so my mama moment this week is actually about more about me being a mom rather than my kid so you know me, everything is exciting me now that my son is in school. I'm just excited to do all the things, right? Right. So they send out an email and they're like, oh, we're getting ready for our fall carnival and we need parent volunteers. And I'm like, the first one, like, ooh, sign me up. Okay. <laughs> so I sign up and a week later, I get a text and they're like, hey, um hey Kendra we got your number from I think they sent me an email first um miss such and such gave you gave us your information as her room mom I'm like okay I didn't know I was signing up to be the room mom but that's cool (laughs) um she's like yeah you know you volunteered so I'm like okay mind you when the the letter to sign up to volunteer said do you want to volunteer to help with fall carnival so i'm thinking i'm gonna do like that help with setup and decorations maybe like facilitate a booth you know like stand in there and pass out whatever or help with the game help right keyword help help so the girl texts me and she's like hey i heard your room mom da 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 um so you'll be assigned a booth and um you know, we just decided to divvy up the booths amongst the kindergarten and TK classrooms. So you'll be the representative for your classroom and you'll be responsible for setting up the booth, purchasing the decorations, purchasing the prizes, creating the um, backdrop, creating the poster that says how many tickets you need to purchase X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, girl, what? um so that's crazy Kendra so I'm like oh were there any other moms or dads that signed up to help from my classroom and she's like well um this is the only name that you're the only name that I received so I'm not sure you might want to reach out to your teacher to see so I'm like okay so I hit up the teacher like hey what's what's really good okay (laughs) yeah like I need to know yeah and so she's like um yeah there were a couple of other parents who um said that they wanted to help as well so i'll reach out to them and i'll try to connect you all um so that you can get some help so i'm like okay so then i talk back to the coordinator and i'm like you know can you just explain a little bit more how this came about and she's like you know telling me or whatever but basically she was supposed to do the whole thing and people were supposed to volunteer to help her but she didn't get enough volunteers so instead of her taking the whole carnival on she decided to divide it by classroom so and i was the only name she had so that's how i ended up with it on my back so i'm like okay oh wow Um, but she has been helping me she's been really nice but i was just kind of like taking it back because i was just like i didn't sign up to do this whole thing and then I'm like, okay, so is there 
um, is the booth already going to be set up like a tent and a table and I just need to bring everything else? She's like, oh no, you need to bring the table, the tent, mm. decorate everything, bring the games, like the whole nine. So I was like, okay. So I emailed the teacher. I'm like, hey, I need you to send out this letter to all the parents because I need some money and I need some hands. <laughs> and we need this as soon as possible because... Yes. what yes but she did help me she was like okay attach your Venmo information to the letter and i'm pretty sure you'll get more donations so yeah the parents have been donating i actually got another mom that volunteered to help me as well so now i feel a little bit better about it but i was just like how did i get thrown into this but i mean it was a rookie mistake i won't say mistake because i did want to help but i just didn't want to be thrown in it like that because i'm like i've never even seen how you guys do a carnival so i don't want to be the only one with this lavish um tent or not lavish enough you know i'm like can you send me an example of what y'all be doing because yeah out here looking like janky so um the lady has been helping me or whatever so it's i have enough i have like two weeks to pull it together so Mm. Mm. <sighs> that's my mama moment i guess i'm room mom now i'm like well, yeah we gotta and i ain't even seen the classroom because it's a pandemic so i gotta be a virtual room mom this is great <laughs> we gonna pray for you Kendra. we're gonna pray for you i said listen that's the last time i signed up blindly i'm not doing that no more like if they be like oh we need help with the christmas such and such I'm going to wait until the last minute to volunteer so I can come in and pass out programs or something. I don't want to be putting on the whole show. <laughs> they got you a whole event planner out here. Right. It's going to be cute, though. I, I ordered all my stuff. It's going to be cute. But I'm like, listen, they done got me out here slipping. I'm like, um, okay. Oh, my goodness. I, I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That would be a whole lot for me. I would have been like, oh, what? I put it together. I was, I, I jumped right into my mom group chat like, y'all, y'all won't believe. <laughs> and then they were like, already helping me. They're like, well, I have a wagon. I have a tent. I have this. I have that. So whatever you need. I'm like, I love y'all. Oh, see, that's awesome right there. Yeah. So call on your mom tribe in those times. That's why it's important to have a mom tribe because I was stressed. Okay, I would if that would have been me, I would have been having to buy a whole tent. I would have been mad. Right. That's why I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta buy all this stuff. And then I was like, well, I guess that could be my donation. But yeah. um, I spoke to my son's teacher. She was like, don't buy all that. No. She was like, we'll ask the parents and whatever they don't have, then you just won't have it. But I don't want you coming out of pocket hundreds of dollars for this little TK carnival. It's not that deep. Yeah. And you know what? And kids, kids just be running around anyway with their friends. Yeah. And the purpose of the carnival is to like, uh, as a fundraiser, it's not to like just spend money. Like it's supposed to make money. Oh. So, um, but I was able to get everything I needed for like $150. So I didn't have to spend like, too much more than what they donated. So it was cool. Well, that's good. We gonna still keep you in prayer. You you keep us posted. I'll keep y'all posted. It's in a couple weeks, so we'll see. <laughs> We're gonna find out, okay? We're gonna find out. 
Yeah, after I came down from the shock of it all, I'm I'm excited. So how about you mama moment, girl? So oh okay. I so I had a very proud mama moment um this week or last week, sorry. At the end of last week, um I had it was a teacher like meet the teacher to go over report card and stuff like that, right? And um I met with my son's teacher and it was just like the best talk ever. And if you if this is your first time listening to the podcast, um my son when he went to a previous school for kindergarten, it was just like a complete nightmare, okay? Um, now looking back at it, I definitely feel like my kid was just, um, how do you say, like, judged or like... He was prejudged for sure. Yeah, he was prejudged and to be truthful, there was already, and also I think it was a matter of like, sometimes in certain cities, they only allowed, they only accept like one black child, you know? And in that class, the other black child, um, his father was a very popular pastor. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) there was no going up against that. Okay. Right. At a Christian, at a Christian school. So one thing was not only did the meeting go well, like all the different things that she wanted him to accomplish, like, um, she, he was so close to accomplishing already in the years, not even halfway. So that means by the end of the year, he's going to be ahead, you know? And so by summer, when he goes, I do Kumon in the summer. So by the time he goes to Kumon in the summer, not only will he be ahead, but then he'll try and go one more step ahead, you know? And so when I met with her, she pointed out things that we knew. And like my thing that made me so frustrated was like, his, this is your first grade teacher. She got like 20 some kids. And not only is his reading improved, his writing's improved, all this stuff, right? Cool. How come when he's in the 10 person class, he was getting behind? I don't make no sense. Environment is everything, though. If a child feels supported and they have, you know, the proper environment, they can excel. But he could feel tension. Yeah. He was. And so now, um, like in the different things, like when I had to meet with that previous teacher, when we say, okay, well now tell us some good things about our son, because we know the good things about our son. He's very um, advanced in math. Yeah. So when you're just sitting here saying all this other stuff, okay, well, where, where's he good at? And they couldn't come up with anything. And I'm like, my kid is very advanced in math. I know he's advanced in math. How come you, a kindergarten, kindergarten teacher with 10 kids, you don't know that my kid's advanced in math? Wow. Like, you know what? So it would make me so frustrated. So now in this new school, I'm like, I never imagined my child going to public school. <laughs> <laughs> I was just ready to put the money out, pay the money, and keep it moving. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh my goodness, God bless this public school who they just pour so much into the kids and he feels like acknowledged there and he can make friends there. And he like, it's just, it's just like 
the amount of progress he's done since September when school started, because it's only, well, I mean, school, wait, no, school started like August, right? August. So August, September, we're only in October. Like, he's only been there two months. And he's progressed just so much. Like, he's just reading so much at a higher level now and, like, you know, so many more words. And it's like, you've only been there for two, you've only been there for two months or three months. Really, like, two. Because, you know, August, like, you know, it's like the end of August. Right. And I just, it just, to sit there and talk to her and for her for 30 minutes just just say all these amazing things about my child yeah. was like, and her to just be like, yeah, like, like, how could they say any different? Like, <laughs> yeah, like he participates in class. He's, you know, always happy to be there. And, you know, them teachers will, because them teachers will tell you, okay. They'll tell you the truth. And they make your kid be there for the um, thing. So he was there and it was kind of funny. I should have made this my mom. Oh, this is actually my mama moment. Okay, my, I'm sorry. That's really my mama moment. But before the day came, I was like, you know, Austin, we're going to meet with your teacher and she's going to tell us like what you've been doing, what you've been doing at school. Like she's going to tell me like, so if you, you know, every day you're coming home saying it's a good day, good day. If there's something that was been going not so good, she's going to tell me. And you're going to be there. So I don't want her to tell me. I want you to tell me, yeah. you know? And he starts to kind of like, like, not cry, but kind of like get emotional, you know? Yeah. He's like, mom, sometimes, sometimes I cut the line. <laughs> <laughs> the lunch line? Yeah, like the recess line. He's like, I just want to be first in the line, mom. I just want to be first in the line. And so sometimes... Some said I cut the line, but the teacher had already told me that like three weeks ago. So I already knew he had been trying to cut the line. So I had already been talking to him about it for a while now. And so I keep up with her like every two to three weeks, like check in with her. So I already knew that, but I just thought like, okay. Like he was like, the worst thing he did was sometimes I cut the line. I cut the line, mom. (laughs) Hilarious. So sweet. Like kids are just something, but you know it's you know this motherhood thing one thing i will say i thought i would never do home daycare and my home daycare ended up being the most amazing place in the world now i now they moved out of state i have nowhere to put my um newborn for like here and there for babysitter and now i never thought i would go to public school and now look at me and it's like you can never say never never say never and that is the perfect segue to our topic yes segue Never say never, okay? Like, what we're talking about today is we're kind of venting a little bit. Um, But we wanted to talk about, like, the annoying things that non-parents say. And a lot of it is like, oh, I would never, I would never, I would never. And when you're a parent, it's like, okay, girl, you just wait. <laughs> yeah, you wait till you, you create your own little human, okay? <laughs> A lot of things that we say before we have children, like when you observe other parents or um, other children and how the parents deal with them, it's like, oh, my child's never going to do that. Oh, my child this, my child that. And it's like, bro, never say never. <laughs> yeah, like you don't, if you don't have a child, like you don't need to say nothing. Yes. I mean, I, so one of the things I actually had on there was, um 
you know, when, when they say like, when I have kids, I won't. So it's like, when I have kids, I won't let them um, use a tablet or they'll never have a tablet at the dinner table or like, that's something that you can actually stick to. But some parents don't have that option. Like you have to use it as a tool. So if you need to cook dinner and you need your child to sit there and not get all in the pots and pans or whatever, if they have a tablet for 10 minutes, there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes it comes off as judgy or it comes off as such a terrible thing that let your child have this when you say things like, oh, my child's never going to do that or I'm never going to allow them to X, Y, and Z. So um, that's one of the things I kind of like, I'll be like, girl, you don't know. (laughs) You just don't know, okay? Um, One of the things that, it just annoys me is when people compare your child to them having a dog and I get it people love dogs actually I don't get it but people love their dog okay people love their dogs and they consider their dogs their children and the thing is you can't leave a newborn at home alone and go somewhere for five hours and come back yeah nope and, and now, y'all be leaving the puppy in the in the in the crate right and i know people will say well i don't leave my dog at home i take my dog to doggy daycare but you have the option to do so yes but they will not have to call the folks on you if you leave your dog at home with food and water you will not go exactly. to- you will not you can't leave them in the car but you can't leave them at home in the ac okay we can't do that with our kids yeah we can't do that with our kids and also like I get it people have a very love connection thing with their dog actually I don't get it but I I understand that it's there okay I understand that it's there it's not the same it's not it's not And, and, and it's something that deep down I know that they have to know I do think that They have to know. Like, you know. Do you think they know? I don't know. I don't know. They have to know, but I think in some instances, if they don't have, you know what, when I think they find out, huh. they actually do have a kid. Mm, yeah. I've seen things change in people. Once they actually do birth a child, the dog has to come secondary. Yeah. Like, yes, they love that dog. But if that dog bites your baby, guess what? That dog is no longer there. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. So, yes, I do feel like after after you have a child, it can change your perspective. But I understand the sentiment behind this is my baby. They've been there for me because a lot of people have emotional support dogs. And when you live alone and you have your dog and it's just you and your dog, you've been through everything together. And dogs do have um, a keen sense to their owners and what they need. And, you know, they kind of take on their attributes and things like that. So I understand the, I don't understand it to the full extent because I'm not a dog person, but I I have friends who are very close with their dogs and that relationship. And I do see how it's very special to them. And I'm like, Ooh, if something ever happened to that dog, Lord help, you know? 
Okay, that's my thing. Okay, that's my thing. So I understand they have that connection. I understand, even though I don't have that connection, I understand that they have that connection with the animal and like, I understand that, right? But like you just said, if God forbid something were to happen to that animal, like they're going, like I know people, like if something happens to their animal, like they're going to completely lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And even after that, it's still not like your own child that you have in your own body and you push out in nine months. It's different. Yeah, it's very different. It's it's very different. And I think it's harder. I think people get offended by that because, you know, that's their baby and they got a connection. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it's not the same, okay? It's not. It's, it's not. It just isn't. It just isn't. It doesn't, it doesn't diminish the relationship you have with your dog. Just right. don't compare the two. Just don't compare the two because it's not. It's yeah. not unless you have your own child. I think you will realize that it's not. Now I I do know people that were still really close with their dogs that had a baby on their side and the dog on their side, and they love that dog wholeheartedly. However, it is not the same. If that dog try to jump on that baby, all that's gonna go out the window because you carry oh. the baby in your body. So that's that. <laughs> so that's that, and don't compare your dog to my child, okay? <laughs> so that's one of her pet peeves, y'all. Because I ain't comparing my baby to your dog, okay? Right. Absolutely. Um, another thing, I had a couple of them on things that people wouldn't say. Oh, my kid will never throw a tantrum in public. Oh, yes, they will. They absolutely will. Now, the length of that tantrum will um, will be based on the discipline that you have instilled in your child. Because I know my 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 son, he'll try it, but yeah. he straighten up real quick. He's not gonna fall all the way out in the store because he knows better. But he will definitely try it. Yeah, he's a kid. He don't really do that anymore. Like he's five now, but. When he was like two and three, oh yeah, he was trying it. I don't care. And to me, sometimes it's like I get annoyed when people try to intervene in situations like that because for one, you don't know how I parent my child. Yeah. If two, if I'm present, I'm the parent. Let me parent my child. Now, if I'm not here and bearing your care, then you need to um you know, resolve it in a way that I would or else if, and if you don't, I probably wouldn't have trust you to watch my child in the first place. But yeah, uh, if I'm not present, then it's your job to resolve and you're watching in the care of my child. But if I'm present, I'm going to handle the situation. I don't need any help. I don't need you to come in and be like, uh-uh, don't talk to your mama like that. Because for one, it's putting more pressure on the parent mm -hmm. to be aggressive with their child or to react in a way that's acceptable to you because right. you're coming in and you're like, I know you may talk to your mama like that or don't talk to your mom like that. It's like, for one, you don't even know. I don't talk to my child like that for one. And for two, 
now I got pressure on my back, everybody watching me, and you drawing more attention to the situation and pressuring me to yell at them when I wouldn't have, maybe I was in a place where I wasn't going to handle the situation like that. Maybe I wanted to see what was going on with my child and why he was behaving this way. Maybe I want to have a conversation with him. Right. And because that's how we communicate, I'm going to get to the, the, the root of the issue. Why is he upset? Not straighten up and act right, because that doesn't solve anything. So if that's not where I am in my parenting, then you need to allow me to do what I need to do. So it's very, that's like one of my huge pet peeves as a parent is if I am disciplining my child or speaking to my child and you jump over me to try to jump in and, you know, do what you would do in a situation. Like, especially when you're not a parent, because <laughs> uh, it's okay. Listen, I don't need your non-experienced self to do nothing. Right. Now, what I will say is, because I know people are going to be like, just because you don't have a child doesn't mean you don't know how to parent and don't, or you don't know how to like discipline a child. Blah, 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 blah. I get it because I study early childhood education. There are certain things that I, I can't help with. I was a preschool teacher. I could talk to the parents about what was going on with their child because I spent the majority of, their day, of the day with their child. And in some instances, I did have, have to correct their child or whatever. And this was before I had children. Right. I think that there are people who can help um, parents who are, and you don't have to be a parent to do so. But if you don't have any education behind it, experience raising a child on a day-to-day basis and not just like, oh, I seen them at Christmas and Thanksgiving and I, and I watched them for two hours here and there. No, you don't have the license to tell me what to do with, with my kid. I'm sorry. Yeah, like just just stop at the front door. Just keep going. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Yes, there are there are situations where people can help that are not parents, but the majority of the time you're just talking or oh, this is one I hate. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just keep going. <laughs> no, no worries, no worries. This is what this is for. <laughs> well, I read an article and it was saying that if you um, if you allow your child to cut up their own vegetables, then it will allow them to da 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 da. And it's like, I'm glad you read that. My child has to be heavily supervised if he's <laughs> use a knife, and it is a specific type of knife that he needs to use. And I might have to pre-cut them so that he thinks he's cutting, but he's not. You know why? Because my child likes to wave knives around in the sky. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Like people come with all this unsolicited advice, and it's like where there's one thing to read something, but yeah. it's so much greater. Yeah. And you know, they always try to give that advice in the middle of something, you know, like, like, it, like with the cutting thing, you would be, they would be at your house and you're cooking dinner. Oh, well, I read an article like your child should be, your child should be cutting them vegetables. Basically, that's what it feels like, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. That now is not the time for that. No. Tell me, 
that way I can read it. And if I agree with it, then, and I, I want to adapt that into my life. I say, thanks girl. That was a great article. I'm gonna try that next week. If, if I don't, you left it there for me. Great. You know, just don't be sending me articles every week though. Cause that's annoying. That's annoying too. Um, you know what I, what's annoying to me is like, okay, all my kids, they don't have a full head of hair until like they two or three, okay? So my kids, especially when they're little, they just only, you know, they got a little peach fuzz and they doing their thing. And, I, and to be honest with you, I'm not mad at it because, you know, mom, um, grandmom's we full-time hairstylist over here, okay? <laughs> So the longer it takes for this little bit of hair to grow in, the more I can get better at doing it, okay? Right. You're like, let me just throw a headband on real quick and live it yeah. up. Speaking of that, I got to pick one up for this weekend. So um, I throw that little headband, put that little, um, when it's cold, put that little, that little, uh, little thin beanie, put a little beanie on the head, whatever. Keep it moving, Okay. But just because my kid don't have no hair, it does not mean you get to guess the gender. Right. Or like earlier we were talking and if you're a boy and you have a whole lot of hair, then it's like, oh, okay, you're a girl. And it's like, no, don't guess the gender of my child based on their hair. And two, don't you see she got pink on? Right. I specifically in public put my child in pink. <laughs> so they'll know. <laughs> because I hate having to correct people when they say he. Right. And it's like, just oh, say, she is beautiful. Just say your baby, your baby. Your baby. Yeah, say your baby. Oh, your baby. That's it. Right. But no, they want to put on a he or she. And it's like, if you don't, if you can't see that pink or you don't, you can't, you can't, you don't have the time to figure it out. I don't need you to guess. Right. <laughs> and that happened to me the other day. And it just really was like, <sighs> it was just like, see, it's why I don't take my kids nowhere. Right. Speaking of the other day. Okay. So this is off topic, but it's not so much about people that don't have children. This is about the others. Do you know what I mean? Um, so we're at the doctor's office and the nurse is like, uh, we get a lot of, um, my son gets a lot of attention for his hair. He has um, long curly hair and the longer the day goes, the bigger his like curly Afro gets, right? Mm -hmm. And so the nurse, she goes, um, oh, wow, they're so beautiful. They have such beautiful hair. And she goes, oh, yeah, my nephew looks just like him. My, my, nephew, my nephew is black. Oh, God. Oh. And, has, um, and then she goes, I didn't look shocked or anything. This is 2021. There's so many mixed families. And, like, yeah. I if I see a, a white or Hispanic or a Asian, anybody with a, a black or mixed anything. Because right. it's a melting pot at this point. And it's beautiful. So she's like, um, she's like, oh yeah, my nephew, he's black. And she goes, yes, I have a black nephew. And I said, good for you. And then she goes, um, mind you, this was a new, like my doctor 
my child's pediatrician was out of town and I had to get him checked up for something. And so I had to go to this new doctor and they have their own nurses. So even though I was in the same office, we've never had this nurse before. And so she goes like, yes, he's black. And she was like, um, yeah, um, his hair is like that. And it's so big and crazy or something like that. And I was just like, I said, oh, she goes, yeah, he has really dark skin. And I, and then she's like, but it's so weird that his brother has really, um, what did she say? Like light skin or something like that. And I said, yeah, you know, the beautiful thing about black people is we come in all shades of, of brown and dark brown and chocolate. And it's just so beautiful, isn't it? Like, oh, I love black skin. It's so beautiful. And she goes, yeah, he's really dark. And I was like, oh, the darker, the, the more beautiful, the lighter, the beautiful. Like, I just love, like, you know, and I was like, my brother, he's very fair-skinned. And, and then my, old, my older brother, no, my oldest brother is very fair-skinned. And my brother under him is very dark-skinned. We just come in all shades and beautiful colors. I just kept saying beautiful, 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 because it was like just the way she was saying it wasn't like negative, but she just, when she said, you know, when people say black, yeah. like, black, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, she, annoying. just because you're not here for that, you're no. not, you're no. the, first. you come in here, you take his temperature, you take his blood pressure, look at his ears, do what you need to do and go about your business. Like, you don't always have to put, I feel like, especially now, people feel like that's a way to relate. Right. I'll like, have a black nephew. And it's just like, do you want a cookie? Like, she could have left it at, oh, my nephew has hair like his. It's so pretty. I love, I love the big, beautiful, curly hair. She could have left yeah. it at that. At that. Like, oh. So she I'm, had to go black. Yeah, black. Black. <laughs> yeah he's really dark he's really dark and i'm just like okay girl <laughs> like sit your really dark self down and i don't want you know my kids to to take it in the wrong way you know what i mean right right I wasn't really paying attention to what she was saying she did try to touch it though and he went like this because he don't like people touching his hair and i was like please don't touch it and um, he went like this. Y'all can't see me, but he he moved his head away because he don't like people touching his head. She a whole nurse. She oh, knows she in and out the the meeting people all day, and she gonna try and touch touch a child. You know what? Like let's just let's just get it get it on with it so that we can go. But yeah, that's another pet peeve of mine. Like, oh please don't do that, y'all. If you are, I don't care what you are. If you black, brown, white whatever let's not, let's not try to relate in that way no more like that's no that's let's not do that it's annoying it's really it really is annoying there was a movie um where it was in the indian culture and i had no clue that that um skin complexion went beyond just the black culture that in the indian culture even in the hispanic culture like the whole thing of fair skin to darker skin in their in their cultures plays a role too yeah for sure i heard about I that no clue. watching with the um indian culture and you're talking about indian not native american right 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 i'm talking about indian yeah, indian yeah. yeah because in that that matchmaking netflix show 
that's what it was. Yeah. I was, I was like, wow. I did know that it um because I've heard about that in the Hispanic community as well. Um, I didn't know. Yeah, because you know, you know, when you look on a um like you're filling out paperwork or something, it'll say like uh white Hispanic. It'll say Hispanic and it'll say white Hispanic. Like like they're two separate things. Oh, that makes sense now. Okay. Yeah, so I had no clue. I had no clue. If you're from Spain or something, they're more fair skinned than like Mexico and like I don't know all the differences. Don't quote me on none of this. But <laughs> But it's not just in the black culture. Oh no, it's in every culture. Even with Asians. That's why they wear sun visors and gloves and like they try to keep their skin as white as possible bro that's wild but that's a whole other uh episode but (laughs) listen while we on this you know what you're not gonna do because we this is a good little segue for it don't compare my child to your niece and nephew like she just did don't compare yes there's no need to compare my child to you to your niece, your nephew, your cousin. Right. You know, oh, my kid is in first grade in this and that, and he didn't, like, what does yours do? Like, no, we're not getting into what your kid do, what my kid do. Your kid, like, your nephew, you're not even the mama, okay? Don't tell me that they're going to the Olympics. I don't care. Because, honestly, you don't even know what that child does on a day-to-day basis. Unless you're their caregiver, they're in your, or they live in your household, you're going based off of what their mama said, and they could be exaggerating. But that's neither here nor there. We don't compare kids. Yes. Every child moves at their own pace, and it's important to not feed that into another, into a parent's head, because yeah. you're putting insecurities there that don't need to be there. Yeah. Like, don't quiz don't quiz my kid oh don't quiz my kid my kid i oh i hate that oh they're like oh say your abc's spell your say your abc's let me see your birthday (laughs) don't ask my kid his birthday her birthday they don't know know, but you know what i love i get so much pleasure out of it especially with like two kindon learned everything really fast and every kid is different. Yeah. He's a talker. Like he's he started talking very early. He just picked up on stuff really fast. And people would ask him questions like that. And I would just sit there like this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell him your birthday. You can <laughs> talk all the way. I told by eleven. Tell him what state you live in. California. What city you live? I mean, because I I was a stay-at-home mom, so I was teaching him all kind of stuff. We was just sitting there together, just <laughs> but <laughs> that's so funny. But it's like when a stranger does it, you just be like, listen. Oh my god. It's like uh, even somebody you know. Yeah. People I know would do that too. I think it I don't know if it's like human nature or they don't know what else to say or like, but I just got so much satisfaction about people that thought they was going to catch him slipping and he was not. <laughs> You're like, listen, you thought, huh? You thought, now go sit down. You thought, you thought wrong over here. And you know, people can have other intentions 
but nine times out of ten they don't but you know you just have to be more aware and put yourself you can't i think sometimes it's hard when you don't have a child to put yourself in the other person's shoes or to see it from their perspective because some people are probably offended by some of the things that we said because they probably do them but this is not for you to be offended this is just for you to be aware yeah from a mother's perspective this is how it feels for us i know some of the moms listening may feel the same way and i know sometimes it's hard to put yourself in other people's shoes but sometimes you don't have to say anything like commenting on people's parenting or what they should and shouldn't do as a parent is just like i feel like it's never really okay like i wouldn't tell nicole how to parent her kids if she asked me something or ask for my advice about something that's different or if I'm knowledgeable about something and she sees that I'm doing something a certain way and she's like hey I noticed that you did x y and z can you tell me how you got there or what book you read or whatever that's great but I would never witness something in her child and be like you need to do uh-uh you need to da 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 because that's not my place and you know, speaking of that, I remember I have I had a I have a friend where I could tell that their child was having a speech delay, and I wasn't telling her nothing. I was like, "That is not my place. I'm not telling her her child has a speech delay." Um, it's a way to do it. I feel like because I have experienced that as well, but it's a way to do it, it because at the same time, like, well, just me as being in that field, I felt yeah. Like yeah make sure she was aware of her her options and her resources and to and to let her know that it's nothing to be ashamed of right and if your child does need these resources you can um sorry if your child does need these resources they can be free and available to you and early intervention is best yes you know, as an educator and as a person in that field, then sometimes you feel a responsibility to do things like that. But sometimes you just have to wait, like, you know, like, and see what's going on and fill out that parent because everybody's not ready to hear something, things like that. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I'm not an educator. I may, but I was like, I'm able to see it, but I'm not an educator. And um, I could tell that person was not ready for me to say something like that. And I would be offended if somebody told me that, you know, and that wasn't an educator. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna mind my business. Right. And when it's time for her to know, she gonna know. And then about a year later, she found out and she did her available resources and he was still very young. But I was like, Read I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't. <laughs> and you have to be ready to hear like something like yeah. that. You know, you have to be ready for that. And I'm a little different, like as far as like, it depends on the kid too. Like with my younger son, he was born early and he does have a speech delay. So I'm probably gonna, I'm already trying to get, he not even two yet. Yeah, I'm already trying to get a speech therapy for him because I know how beneficial it is. But yes. I have to be in the right headspace for that. Like, because he was 
born premature, these are things that I kind of um, not expected, but I wasn't going to be too far thrown off if it was needed. Right, right. And most, a lot of, that's a, a popular thing with, not popular, but that's a thing in boys too. Not even, like, even though he's premature, just in boys in particular, that is a kind of a, a common thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so for myself, because I'm already researching and I'm already like, even people I talk to is like, I don't know if you need it yet, but for me, I'm like, hey, early intervention is best because that's just how yeah. I am. But yeah. for somebody else that's not aware of it, it's, it has a stigma behind it. It's like, yeah. oh, your child is special needs. Oh, that's terrible. You don't want them to be da 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 But in my eyes, I look at things differently. So you have to read the room. You got to know who you're dealing with and don't always push off what you're ready for on somebody else because they cannot be ready. Exactly. And that's, how, that's exactly how I felt about it. Like I thought to myself, she is not ready for that. I don't think I'm the proper person to have that conversation. I don't see that child enough, but I could tell because they were close in age. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not, even though I'm a mom, even though we're very close, I still didn't even feel comfortable to be like, hey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's such a touchy thing because like you said, some people see it as a stigma when really it's just, it's not, it's not, it's, it's just something that, you just have to get a little extra help. And that's even with anything, like with my kid, like he got behind in reading. Now we just have to do some extra help. Like yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah, it's, it comes with everything. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for letting us vent. <laughs> I know. Wait, I got one more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, last but not least. I can't stand when, like, if a woman has a child, but then she has a miscarriage, like, if somebody says, well, at least you have one, like, even though you have the miscarriage, at least you have one. That's terrible. That is terrible. That's like, how could you say that? Like, like you know, that mom was planning to have that child yeah. and it didn't go all the way as planned. So how are you going to sit there and be like, uh, well, at least you have your other child, but that one's like, what? A sentence with at least when it's in re reference to my child. Like, no, I lost like, child. Yeah, like that's like last week's episode is still dealing with losing a life. And it's it's not an easy thing to experience. So it's like, I don't know, people are crazy. You got to be a little bit more sensitive. I think a, a lot of times people just talk without thinking or they're just not aware. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of times people just are unaware of what's appropriate and not appropriate to say. So that's what we're here for. Okay. We're here to help. Yeah. We're, here to help. we're here to help. And if somebody needs to hear this, send them this <laughs> podcast. And let's say you accidentally sent it, but oh, but it's a good episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Help from a mom's perspective. We are somebody's mamas. And um and the things that we brought up are not just like our opinion. Like this is a lot, a lot of moms feel this way. Like I did a little bit of research and I was like, oh, they feel that way too. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> 
Listen, we all dealing with some shady people out here, okay? Right. So we just had to get it off our chest a little bit, you know, help a sister out. Um, if you guys can relate, make sure you guys hit us up on Instagram and drop us a message and let us know what is something annoying that non-parents have said or done to you guys because we want to hear from you guys as well we can you know vent together (laughs) yes we'll have to ask that on stories too because it would be interesting to hear what other people have to say other moms have to say yes absolutely so you got did you have anything else nicole i'm good i got all of that off my chest so much better so much for tuning in for another episode of somebody's mama podcast make sure you guys are following us on instagram at somebody's mama pod and make sure you're subscribed on apple podcast spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast please 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 leave us a rating five star rating and review if you're listening to this in the car when you get to the next stoplight, just pause it and leave us a rating and review or do it when you get home. We really appreciate it. Thank y'all so much for listening and we will holler at y'all next week. Bye.